Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you, because you did not know the time of your visitation. As he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were hanging on his words. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, we should be immediately captivated by today's Gospel reading from the Gospel of Luke, where we hear about Jesus, yes, Jesus, bursting into tears. Now, these tears were not a silent cry. You know, the kind of tears where you hold the emotions back and that tear comes off the side of your cheek ever so quietly and subtly. No, it was not this kind of crying, but it was a weeping that was audible. It was most likely visible. Therefore, it is hard not to notice his weeping. But why the crying? Why the visible and audible display of tears? Well, my friends, Jesus is crying for Jerusalem. He is crying because of Jerusalem's unbelief, their hard heart. He is crying because they are living within an illusion. They're living in a fairy tale land of unbelief. And this unbelief, well, get this, it is so stubborn that it will eventually result in the destruction being brought upon them as judgment. Let me paraphrase what is going on with Jesus' tears here. He's essentially crying and saying this. He's saying this. O people of Jerusalem, you are going to be destroyed because of your hard heart and your unbelief. You could have known of this upcoming destruction and also avoided it, but you despise God's servants who came to warn you of your hard hearts. You actually, you slandered me too. You think you are good to go. However, destruction is on your doorstep. Destruction is coming for you to judge you of your unbelief. And you, you will not listen. 
You think that there's nothing to worry about. You are spiritually fat and sassy, not knowing in a little while that destruction is coming upon you. Now, dear friends, what we are encountering in our gospel reading from today is actually the human condition and also God's tearful response. You see, we are full of unbelief as humanity. Our hearts are hard. We do not like to listen that we are wrong and heading towards destruction. And the Lord God, while he mourns this, indeed he mourns this deeply. Let's think of it this way. The human condition is a condition where we, all of us, are sin sick. We have fallen down. We have taken the wrong road. We are going backward However, because the Lord God cares for us, he sent Old Testament prophets and he sends pastors today to preach and teach. These messengers are sent to point out the obvious, the sin and its destructions. They're sent to warn people of sin and to give them an antidote to this problem of sin, which is Christ and his gifts. However, the Human condition is such that we do not want to get up, we do not want to turn around, and we do not want to change directions. The human condition is such that we are more comfortable holding on to our illusions that everything is all right than here that we are wrong. We like to pull the covers up over our heads. You see, people prefer the illusion of peace more than real peace. It's just easier that way. And that, my friends, is why Christ wept. But the Lord God, regardless though, keeps sending pastors to preach the word, just like he kept on sending prophets in the Old Testament to preach that word. Why? Well, the Lord God is compassionate. That is the reason why. He takes no pleasure in the destruction of the wicked who are living in an illusion. He wants the wicked to change and to live. He longs to gather everyone to himself as a hen longs to gather her chicks under the safety of her wings. But as can be expected, mankind not only tries to ignore the message of God's word, but also rejects the messengers God sends. For example, think about the Old Testament. We heard from Jeremiah in our Old Testament reading. Jeremiah, actually many years ago, he hung a chain on his neck, and he prophesied to the people that the king of Babylon would be coming to put all nations under himself as a way of judgment over Judah. However, Jeremiah's own Jewish kinsmen, they would not hear such a message, and so they therefore they cursed him. That is, they cursed Jeremiah. They beat him, and they threw him into a prison. And my friends, today it is no different You see, all too often we Americans have our ears stuffed with wax, deaf as a post, blind as a bat to God's word. But as as often as the case, we Americans, we reject God's messengers. Even though God still sends his pastors to preach and proclaim the word, Indeed, as is often the case, we Americans reject God's messengers. Now, we keep in mind, we Americans, we do not violently put our pastors in prison like Jeremiah, but we do something that accomplishes the exact same thing. You see, some of the most faithful pastors in America are finding their pews more and more empty. What is happening is that parishioners want to hold on to their illusions 
that everything is fine, but to do so, they don't put their pastor in prison to muzzle him, but they simply leave the church. They leave for a different church that will uphold their illusion. And these churches that they are going to, well, instead of preaching God's word, these churches, they, they actually readjust their message and their marketing strategy to reinforce the illusion of mankind, that mankind has nothing to worry about. In other words, these are churches that are feeding spiritual junk food, catchy opinions that tickle people's ears. These false churches, they turn their backs on truth of how things really are according to God's holy word, and they encourage confused sheep to chase after mirages. These false churches, they cry out, peace. They cried out, peace and peace, when, my friends, there is no peace. They say, it is not so bad, you will be fine, everything will be all right. But dear friends, things are not all right. Indeed, things are not all right for you and for me. Things are bad. This world that we are a part of, keep in mind, is sin-sick. And because it is sin-sick, we do not need to pretend that we are okay. In fact, putting our head in the sand doesn't make the problem go away and makes us into deaf and blind fools. Plugging our ears to the bad news of our sin and thinking positive thoughts instead of clinging to the gospel, well, it does not bring about peace, but only creates the illusion of peace and it mourns the heart of God. Running to false churches that tickle ears by saying peace when there is no peace, while well, attending these churches is nothing more than letting so-called religious experts taking you on a ride into a fairy tale version of life. Indeed, when we reject the reality of sin in our life and the sin in this world that we live in, and when we try to run into this cotton candy cliches of happiness instead of the gospel of Christ, well, we're not grounded in reality, but foolishly blinding ourselves in unbelief. Baptized saints, open your ears, open your eyes, do not dull your hearts, do not make your ears heavy, do not shut your eyes like the people of Jerusalem did, saying, I'm okay, you're okay, everything's going to be all right. You see, this unbelief, it leads only to one place, and one place alone, and that is destruction. Yes, destruction. Keep in mind, though, the Lord still has compassion right now, though. He has compassion on humanity, sending pastors to preach the word. But beware, the compassion of the Lord will soon give way to his final judgment. And mark this, Christ is coming to judge the living and the dead. And on that great and final day, Christ will not come with tears, but will come with vengeance for those who reject him with unbelief. That great and final day will be a whole lot worse than the destruction of Jerusalem in that first century. Mark that. But my friends, baptized saints, the time is now. 
And the time is not too late to unclog your ears, to open your eyes, and to wake up. You see, God's word is right here in your midst, right before you, being proclaimed from this lectern and this pulpit for you to hear and to believe and for me to hear and believe as well. The word is right here for you to hear, to receive, to believe. The word, get this, is actually here to swallow up the illusions, to swallow up unbelief. And what is that word? It is quite simple. It is a word of law and it is a word of gospel. Yes, it is a word of law and gospel. It is a word that that tells us that things are not okay for you and for me and for this world. For we are all, yes, we are all sin sick. But it is also a word that tells us that things are okay in Christ. That things are okay in Christ. My friends, God wants nothing more than for you to receive his word that reveals reality to you, that you are a great sinner with your pastor, but get this, that you have an even greater savior in Jesus Christ. It is a message that he longs to gather you out of the sin sickness of this world into a faith that is cemented to Christ. It is a message that he holds out to all people, inviting everyone who is weak and weary, everyone who is tiresome and burdened by sin to come unto him. But keep in mind, to recognize the gift of the gospel, we first must understand the malady of our sin. And that is why the Lord gives us both the law and the gospel Law unto repentance, gospel unto faith, law to reveal sin, the gospel which absolves that very sin. Both long gospel with the ultimate purpose of giving us not some sort of fake peace, but real, lasting peace. You see, you and I, we have real peace with God Almighty right now. Indeed, Peace of conscience, peace of wrath, peace from the sting of death, peace from the condemnation of sin, peace proclaimed to you and given to you in Christ. Yes, peace, my friends, that no matter how good and no matter how bad that things get in this life, that you have Christ and Christ has you. Peace in Christ. The word revealing the condition of sin, the gospel revealing the forgiveness of sins, the gospel bestowing unto you faith that gobbles up unbelief, faith that cements and centers you in Christ, faith that grants you peace. In the name of Jesus, your peace, our peace. Amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.